Please enjoy your prescribed fiction experience. Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we've got the next chapter in our Kids on Bikes adventure. As usual, though, business first. Obviously, last week we were talking about how difficult pandemic rapid response was. Yes. Um, Meriel just chipped in with a comment. Are you ever supposed to be able to win pandemic? Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Maybe not. I guess it's one of those games. Maybe it's just so bastardy that it's designed to teach you a lesson that you can't win everything that maybe sometimes yeah. you just have to lose sometimes Istanbul just has to die <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I guess I mean some games are deliberately hard aren't they to to provide a challenge hmm well there you go that's it that's it for the business so here is kids on bikes chapter nine the big game are you are sitting, sitting comfortably, comfortably? Then I'll then begin. Begin. previously on kids on bikes Sandy, what's going on? You've oh. never not told me what's bothering you. What's happening? I, I just need to get something, but I'm, I'm not sure if I should. What is it? Oh, um, it's... Oh, I need a pregnancy test. <gasps> oh my God, guys, it's it's a, it's a line. What does that mean? Does that mean I'm having a baby? Sandy, put it away! <laughs> but it's too late. Pamela Weston has seen it. She, she, she glares. Hmm, so you're pregnant, she tuts. At this point, Pamela Weston snatches the free tickets that she gave to Sandy and stuffs them back in her pocket. You won't be needing these anymore. You've already had a change of fortune, it seems. You are shocked to discover that you've just bumped into Scarlet Mayo, the mayor's <laughs> wife. Well, well, hi there, darling. What brings you to the budget mark? I never thought I'd see a strapping boy like you in the lady aisle. And here is me about to invite you to check out my lady aisle. <laughs> I'm just teasing, sugar. <laughs> That would be most inappropriate. I'm Mildred Milligan from Temperance Headquarters. Now I know Hortense Mondegreen has sullied our good name, but I can assure you she strayed from the path and she paid the price. She got what was coming to her. I beg of you to give us another chance. We'll be here every week for all of your temperance needs. Thank you. Oh, Jerry, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. What is it? Dwayne Duke is dead. Supposedly, he choked during the night. Can you think of anyone else who might be in danger? Yeah, probably this Nathaniel fellow. I've managed to get uh, Nathaniel an emergency meeting with his lawyer at the town hall this afternoon. So we'll meet you at the uh, new brewery um, this afternoon. Okay, I'll bring him. I'll uh, yeah, I'll bring him there instead. He sees the headlights appear on the driveway as Deputy Montgomery's police car gets closer and closer. When suddenly, boom! <laughs> The car bursts into flames and explodes. It's Monday, and Bluesburg is reeling from the explosion that destroyed Deputy Montgomery's car. Luckily, the deputy himself survived. He's in a stable condition in the hospital at Lower Granfeld. But unfortunately, Nathaniel Dimitriades was killed. Late last night, Sheriff Blunt issued a statement vowing that he would track down whoever was responsible. Sean, we're starting with you today. How, what's what's your reaction to the to the 
shocking news? Um, well, on the basis, I don't know anything other than that they were rightfully arrested and there's been two accidents. I think this is the first step in a terrible conspiracy. And obviously, you know, there's bound to be something else on your mind. To, um, is the is the big game this afternoon? How, how are you feeling is. about that? Are you prepared? Um, uh, I'm so excited and I feel that I've done enough preparation to really shine. Good. Um, just for the non-sports fans, who who's it against? <laughs> um, the lower Granfeld Elks. And um, what's their rep like? Are they any good? How do they match up against the, the Blue Eels? Um, well, they're reasonable competition, but not really a match for us. Okay, so you're, you're confident that you're going to win tonight? Uh, absolutely, yeah. Excellent. Well, um, you are you're getting ready for school, obviously, when your mum... Gloria, Gloria Pellen comes in and um, she sits on the bed. What's what's your relationship like with with your mum, Gloria? There, um, probably all right. Um, let me think. What is this? Eighties small town America. She probably just lets me roam around a bit more than people would these days. Cool. Can you just give us the basic? How old is she? Um, thirty-eight. And what does she look like? Very mumsy. Big big perm. Um, right. and standard eighties clothes and uh nice now she she might be nice but you notice she's got a bit of a concerned look on her face there i don't like her coming into my room okay this is definitely a breach of social etiquette sean honey (laughs) you know how we feel about locked doors in this house now is there anything you want to tell me sweetie I don't feel I know where this is going. Um, no. It's just that um, your little friend Ed told his mom, and uh, she told Auntie Sharon, and then Sharon came and um, she told me um, that you was buying something suspicious in the budget mark. Now, you've not got anyone into trouble, have you? No, I have not. I would never do such a thing, and I don't know how you could accuse me. Because you know those things are just for ladies, right? You're not smoking <laughs> it or anything, are you? That's an excellent get out clause. <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was a trendy accessory, Mum. My bad. <laughs> Well, just just as long as you've not been up to anything that you shouldn't have. I get so worried with you hanging around with those boys. Um, that's cool. I I was just I was about to uh, to say I've been hanging out with Janice, but I, that's a bad idea, so I won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're sure, um, good luck at the game tonight. Thanks. Are you coming? Are you gonna be there? Oh, it depends. I'll see if I can get your little sister round the babysitters. You know how she hates loud noises. Oh, does she? Oh, okay. Anyway. I'll I'll let you keep getting ready for school. Bye, honey. <laughs> Bye. She leaves, leaving you to continue getting ready for school and psych yourself up for the big game. Janice, sure. what are you particularly? Are you looking for? What are you looking forward to at school today, Janice? Um, I'm kind of looking forward to watching the game, but I'm not. I'm not super into sports, but because Sean and I are friends again, I'll go and I'll support him and support the eels. But, you know, school's a bit meh on a Monday. Well, as you leave the house, you see Howie Stone ambling along frantically up the pavement. He's muttering something about the Brewer's statue. Oh, I've got to get to the Brewer's statue. Oh, I hope there's some left. Oh, wow. What, what are you going to do confronted by this <laughs> strange sight? Well, I'm going to go and 
not going to try and talk to Howie because I know that doesn't go well. I'm going to try and surreptitiously follow him to see what's going on because I know I've got time before I need to be at school. Can you test your brains, please? Three. Ooh. You, you take a few steps, but Howie is in a remarkably lucid mood today <laughs> uh, and he notices and he whirls around. Say, are you following me? I just thought I'd go to school this way today. But... Pass the way to school if I go along this street. Hey, that's utter bullshit. This is in completely the wrong direction. I'm going to the Charles Berry statue and the school is the other way. What's your game? Are you that kid that was going to give me some beer that one time? Have you got any beer? No, that wasn't me, sorry. Uh, no, sorry, Howie. Um, what's happening at the Charles Berry statue then? Nothing. Okay, like I said, it's a fast route. If I cut through that alleyway up there, it saves me 10 minutes off my walk, so don't worry about me. Well, you better not get in my way. Oh, he... I wouldn't drink of it, Howie. He starts to hurry up. Up, which which for him is just a slightly quicker shuffling um, and eventually he gets to the park when he gets to the brewer's statue which is a bronze statue of Charles Berry holding a bucket and a bottle um, those key brewers <laughs> brewers tools um, how he starts frantically pouring around the statue checking every sort of crack and every crevice there's gotta be some more there's gotta be some more Intriguing. I thought his already caught me once, so my interest is highly peaked, but I'm not sure how best to approach this. Um, are there any bushes around the statue? I can't remember. It's, it's the park. I would say there's a high chance of, of bushes. There's a, gonna, a fair to moderate chance of bush. Get a bit closer. <laughs> gonna try and get a bit closer to the statue while keeping to the cover of the undergrowth. Okay. Uh, this time you can test your flight. Okay, you, this is this is successful hideage. You managed to uh, hide behind uh, a bush, and as you watch how he continues to search, he's like checking inside the bucket. He's looking under the crook of Charles Berry's elbow. He's rooting around in all the crap at the bottom of the statue. But eventually, obviously, he hasn't found what he's looking for. He slumps down and um, goes to sleep. I'm intrigued. I would like to investigate the statue now that he is asleep. See if there's any anything unusual about it. <laughs> okay, test your brains again. Seven. You you have a look round and you notice in the like the fold of the bronze statue's like shirt pocket, there's nothing there, but there appears to be like a fine sort of violet powder, just like the remnants of something. Hmm, intriguing. Unfortunately I'm not sure what that could be. Is there any way to uh... I'm not gonna lick it. <laughs> I'm gonna scrape some into what I can put it into into the back of one of my English books and see if I can work out what it is later. Where are you off to now? You'll probably go to school. Jerry, oh. how are you feeling about what happened? Obviously, you were the only witness to the explosion last night. Yes. Uh, so I feel the new brewery is close enough to where I live that I could claim that I was just happened to be nearby and hear the explosion. So obviously, I'd see it, but I'm not going to tell anyone that. Um, so uh, I guess the way it played out is that I went over to uh, uh, the car and managed to pull deputy from the 
the burning wreckage. So basically, you're a bit of a hero then. I'm, I'm, I'm a hero, man. Yeah. I mean, obviously, all four of you are heroes from bringing down the Temperance Society, but <laughs> didn't actually save anyone's life until now. Uh, in fact, if anything, what's you... his face like? Who? Yeah, we saved Trent Blackwell. Oh yeah, you did. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I was going to say, if anything, you've got a few people killed. Oh. <laughs> yeah, shit. Um. Anyway, um, there's a knock at your door, Jerry. It's it's Janice's dad, Herbert Hooper. Hi, oh. hi, Jerry. Uh, I was wondering if I could get a <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it's I know it's Monday morning, but I've been drinking. Um, <laughs> hi, Jerry. I was wondering if I could get an interview about last night. Uh, well, sure, but I'm afraid there's not much to say. I mean, um, like I say, as I told the police, you know, I heard uh, I heard an explosion um, and saw it was seemed to be coming from over by the new brewery. So I ran over and yeah, found this uh, the burning wreckage of the car. I managed to pull the deputy out, but um, the uh, poor prisoner. Uh, what's his name? Nathaniel. Um, yeah, you know Nathaniel, that guy you stopped last adventure and who used to yeah, work with him. you at the uh, brewery. <laughs> <laughs> How quickly they forget. <laughs> I know. Uh, it's easy to recognise Charlie Reigns, isn't it, Gary? <laughs> well, no, he was, he, was clear, he was already dead. I pulled him out, but um, yeah, he was uh, beyond saving, sadly. Um, what, why do you think um, Montgomery was taking a prisoner up to the brewery? Seems an <laughs> odd place to go. Uh, yeah, it's strange. Um, I don't know what they were doing out there. Um, the sheriff said something about them needing to go to some other part of town, but um, but why they came this way, don't know. It's very strange. Did you notice anything else suspicious? Uh, no, there's no one around that I could see. Um, yeah, very strange. And um, finally, my final question is, uh, do, what, do you think this has anything, obviously Hortense Mondegreen killed herself and then Dwayne Duke accidentally died. Do you think this has any links to those? Well, it's not looking good, is it? I mean, it's all a bit suspicious. Um, apparently, they've yet to establish why the car uh, exploded. Um, something about a leaking uh, gas tank, I think, but I don't know. Could have been uh, tampered with. We'll have to see. I'll have to see what the deputy says when he finally, you know, wakes up from his coma or whatever reason. Cool. Are you happy for me to use your name in my report? Uh, go ahead. Excellent. Herb Hooper's pager beeps. He he checks it, um, and then a frown goes on his face. Oh. Hey, Jerry, what are you up to today? Uh, nothing planned. Why? What's up? Do you fancy helping me out? Uh, sure thing. I've uh, suddenly found myself with two two things to do. See, I was uh, either going to talk to Sheriff Blunt for his take on things, or I was going to go to Lower Granfield and try and talk to Deputy Montgomery. But I've got two things on, and I can only go to one of them. Do you fancy uh, helping me out and talking to one of them for me? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I better go see the deputy um, and check on how he's doing. Okay. Uh, you know, since they whisked him away in the ambulance. Cool. Um, I tell you what, if you get the train to Lower Granfeld and uh, check out the deputy, I'll meet you back here just before the big game. Okay, sure. Cool. See you later. All right. I'll see you later. Herb Hooper drives off. Hi, Tyler. Hi. How are you feeling about these shocking events of last night? Uh, it's very interesting. Yeah? Um, am I going to check out the scene? Ooh. Well, I hope you're not forgetting that you invited Wesley Harper over this morning because he's right on time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> how, how are you feel? How are you feeling about finally allowing Wesley to to come into your house? Well, I uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to say yet. Oh, hey, hey, Tyler, it's me. Um, okay, I hope I'm not only. Can you let me in, please? I'm, oh, I'm so God. super excited for coming into your house tonight. Can I? Can you just? Okay. Oh, maybe if I reach Hello. through the letterbox. No, I've opened the door. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, where's... Just don't talk a minute. It stresses me out when you talk. Um, come in and sit down. I really like your living room. Oh my God. <laughs> Is that your conspiracy board? He, yes. point, he points to your board of conspiracies yeah. with all sorts of pictures, Polaroids that you've taken yeah. around the town okay. um, and such. Okay. Have you got a rough copy of your book? Can I have a look at your book? Oh, your conspiracy board is so cool. What's your most proud item okay. on there? What I, are you most proud of? I am gonna, what am I most proud of? Yeah, like what's uh, your best conspiracy on your conspiracy board? Is it that picture there of the, um, the petrol station? Oh my God, is it that one? It looks like an alien. Do you like all, aliens, they UFOs? Have, they all have important meanings. Yeah, so which one's the best? If you shut up, you can have a read of my draft of my book. Oh my God, will you go and get it? Can I have a look? Yes, here yeah. it is. You sit there and read that. I have to go out for a minute. I'll be You're back. gonna leave me alone like, in your house? Oh my god. Yes. Can I update? Can I make uh, no, notes? You, no, oh, you have you got read. any post-it notes? What if I stick shut post-it up. notes? I'm gonna shoot you if you don't shut up. Again? <laughs> Again <laughs> right. with the threat. Just read this and you can make some notes. And then when I get back, you can ask me about them. But I'm going out now. Definitely <laughs> don't leave him there. <laughs> okay. Um, well, it's better him leaving there than coming with me. <laughs> you, you have and Wesley the book. Uh, well, where are you going? What are you going to do? Um, I just need to go out. Well, I'm going to go out and take and look at this thing, but I'm not going to tell Wesley. So where are you going? I just need to go Would to it be the easier shop. if I come? No. Okay. You, I thought you wanted to read the oh, book. Oh, no, so I really, bad. really do, but you I also don't so want to miss much. out on any investigating opportunity. No, I'm not investigating. I'm going to the shop for some beer. Is it Budget Mart? Yes. Did you know that Sean Pallon bought a pregnancy test from there? <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, anyway. His friend Ed told um, <laughs> his mum, and his mum told Auntie Sharon, Great. and then Sharon came and told his mum, and I just happened to hear over it. How do you think that's anything to do with the mystery? No. What mystery? Is there a mystery? <laughs> no, there's no mystery. Oh my god, okay. I'll just sit here. Read what? the book. I thought you really wanted to read yeah, it. Yeah, no, I, did. I really, really do. Okay, goodbye. Can I look in your cupboards? Goodbye. Okay, bye. Oh my god, it's so exhausting. Um, okay, right, where are you going now? You're going to... You want to look at the explosion site? Yes. Is that where you're going? Yes. Okay, cool. Janice and Sean. It's got to break time. What's Sean? Tell me what what lessons have you had this morning? How have they gone? Um, well, I started out with geography and then chemistry. Um, I don't remember any of geography. Um, I might have dozed off. And chemistry, um, I paid attention because it was a practical. So I got to run around with you know acid yeah. and flames. Where are you? Where are you <laughs> hanging out at break? Um, probably somewhere um, on or near the sports field. Cool. Well. On or near. The whole team today is basically celebrities. Yeah. So we're kind of the centre of a big group of, um, you know, groupies and well-wishers. And we're kind of strutting around. Absolutely. Well, part of that strut, obviously, you know, your good friend Richard is there. Trent Blackwell's there. Ed is there. Although not getting quite as much female attention, I don't feel. Um, But, you know, Janice, are you anywhere near this, this adoration fest, this jock? 
rock celebration. There and kind of near the edge because obviously Sandy is, despite her pregnancy scare, <clears throat> hanging Trent's arm and stroking him adoringly and looking lovingly into his eyes. I bet that's not all she's hanging off. Trying to <laughs> be a good friend and hide how disgusted I am that she's still attached to him. A, a little bit further away, we've not left Sandy completely on her own, but to, trying to not so subtly be not staring at the jocks. Um, how how was Melissa at school today? Was Melissa at school today? Is she okay? Yeah, yeah Melissa's not in. Melissa's not at, at school, and I'm not surprised by that because of what Sean told me yesterday. And I'm planning to go to her house after school and see how she. She's doing so I didn't have time to get her this morning. Excellent. How about your new best friend Fiona Ryder? What's she up to? Well, she's I mean she's more comfortable with the jocks because she's on one of the sports teams. She's a girl jock, so she's kind of she's friendly with the with the basketball team but not interested in the basketball team. So she has a bit of banter with some of the boys and then we are just hanging around nearby chatting about other stuff. Hi, Jerry. Um, Hello. I'm going to assume that your your train journey to Lower Granfeld has passed without incident. Good. However, you arrive at Lower Granfeld Central Station. It's another typical train station. It's got an office, a waiting room, a ticket hall, a platform, a track, all the usual things that you'd associate with a train station. Now, you get off the train. Have you ever been to Lower Granfeld before, Jerry? Like, what's what's your Lower Granfeld experience? Uh, yeah. I'm happened before um there's uh like a nascar race track oh that i go to occasionally watch races yeah yeah um so i don't know i mean i know the route from the station to the stadium and then back again basically Cool, cool. Uh, Jerry, so you you spot a map. Once you've got off the train, you spot a map of Lower Granfell. Um, it has, uh, obviously, the station. There's the Lower Granfell Herald. There's Lower Granfell High. There's a Budget Mart. There's Lower Granfell Hospital. There's a temperance society, there's the University of Lower Granfeld, uh, and then in the central sort of business district, the tallest building is um, the Eclipse HQ. It's their tower where they have all their offices and stuff. Where where are you gonna go? Are you going straight to the hospital or what's, what's your plan? Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, not mess around, go straight to the hospital. Okay. So we get to the hospital. You go in through the door and there's a reception and a waiting room. Off to one side, there's a corridor with consultation rooms. Then there's a hallway that leads to some sort of lab, some sort of operating theater. Then up the stairs and there's some patient rooms. It's not the best hospital. It's quite lacking in other things, but there you go. Um, there is a woman at the desk. Hi, how can I help you? She's British. Hello. Oh. There, how can I help Interesting you? Interesting accent you've got there. Um, Welcome I... to Lower Granfeld Hospital. I transferred here from London Hospital. Excellent. Jeez, uh, jeez, uh, Governor, come on. I'm looking to see uh, Deputy Deputy Montgomery. Uh, came in yesterday from Bluesburg. Oh well, I'm mighty sorry, chap, but Deputy Montgomery's on the restricted visiting list. Cool, strike a light. Um, who are you, and why should I let you in? Cool, blimey. Oh. <laughs> Well, uh, actually, I've come on behalf of um, uh, Herbert Hooper, the uh, co- a correspondent for the Bluesburg um, Gazette. Oh, yes, Herbert Hooper. I spoke to him on the phone earlier. He said he would be coming, maybe. I'll show you right to his room, Governor, me old cockle. Um, thank you, man. <laughs> 
Um, she quickly directs you to Deputy Montgomery's room. What? <clears throat> he, in his room, he lies in bed, he's hooked up to various machines, he's covered in bandages, and he basically looks like shit. He looks like you'd expect for someone that's just been pulled out of a burning car. Oh, hi, Jerry. <laughs> oh, wait, no. <clears throat> oh, hi, Jerry. <laughs> Excuse my cough. Smoke inhalation sometimes makes me sound like a, one of them limeys. What, what can I do? I can't thank you again enough for pulling me oh, out of that car that one time. Good to see you all right, uh, Deputy. Um, I mean, I'm glad, you know, you, you seem to be doing okay and, you know, up there if you are a little bit burnt. So. Yes, um, I've got some second degree burns and uh yeah my lungs are like full of smoke and shit anyway <laughs> what are you what are you doing here so uh herbert hooper you know the guy from the gazette he came over uh to interview me um luckily you know the shack being so close to uh yeah you didn't you didn't tell them what i was doing with nathaniel where well, is no, nathaniel the by thing. the way they won't tell me anything yeah so uh here's the thing um i managed to get you out but uh, nathaniel was already dead ah uh, shit so i don't know it seems like whatever exploded was in the back of the uh, uh the back of the car because it got him and not you uh, i just i just don't get how it could have happened no i don't know i mean you know someone have a chance to tamper with your car but like, the only people that knew what was happening was me and you nathaniel and the lawyer that i contacted aaron hamilton back in town hmm, maybe we need to go and see him but phone was bad that you used to contact the lawyer maybe maybe know. have you spoken to the sheriff what does he say i have spoke to the sheriff um herbert offered me chance to either see the sheriff or come here Oh, and you chose me? Oh my god, best friends. Yeah, I figured we should get our story straight. Um, or at least, I mean, my alibi is that I was close enough that I just heard the explosion and then... Anyway, um, you know, I wish I could help investigate oh. with you, Jerry. I, unlike yeah. last adventure, I'm probably not going to be around to save the day right at the last moment, so... Mm. I'm hooked up to all these machines and such. But, yeah. like I said, the only ones that knew were me and you and Nathaniel and Nathaniel's lawyer. I had to tell him that we were coming, um, just in case the sheriff checked. Okay, he seems like the next lead then. Um... Just at that moment, the door opens and the lovely Cockney receptionist lady, well, God knows she's abandoned her desk, very unprofessional, but... Yeah. Hello, matey. I'm afraid visiting hours are over now, so I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Uh, sure thing, ma'am. I was just heading out. See you, deputy. Bye, Jerry. Else? What's your plan of action now, Jerry? What are you going to do? Uh, so I'll still have time to go and see the lawyer. Yeah, visit the lawyer then. Um, Before you meet Herbert Hooper. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Okay, so are you going to get the train back to Bloomsburg? Yeah, back on train. Tyler, hello. You are at, you're on your way to the new brewery uh, and quite predictable. I mean, you know, it's obvious where the explosion happened. Can you mm. describe the scene? What are you seeing with your eyes? Um, there's like police tape around the area and like they, there's like, you know, like scorched ground <laughs> and car bits being moved, sorted out and moved on. Uh, so I'm taking some pictures with my Polaroid. Are there any police officers there? Uh, yes. Oh. There's a car with somebody that I don't recognise. Well, 
Officer Mackenzie no. gets out <laughs> of the car. Um, she's 33. She's got blonde hair pulled back into a ponytail. She wears sunglasses, uh, and I'm afraid she's a total bitch. Right, okay. Um, you don't have any right to be here. Turn around, please, sir. I'm just having a look. Um, this isn't a public spectacle. One of our officers was seriously injured last night. Oh. Do you have no respect for the law? Um, yes, I do. Do you have uh, any respect for people's secret bookcases in their offices? Because I also heard <laughs> that was questionable. Um, I just took it. I just report. I'm doing some reporting. Is this for an official source? Yes. Who, who are you reporting for? Uh, the official book on on the town. <laughs> I'm oh. allowed. <laughs> um, do you have any references I can check there, sir? Um, not on me. Then I'm afraid I can't let you continue to investigate this crime scene well, unless you can charm her. One. <laughs> I suggest you leave right now, sir, or I'm going to have to arrest you. Well, I've taken the pictures that I need anyway, so. Uh, Officer Mackenzie snatches your camera. <gasps> no. I'll be taking this. Well, she when waits, can I get she, it back? She waits until the Polaroid comes out and she rips it up. When can I get my camera back? Well, you can have the camera back, but now I've destroyed the picture. Uh, I've already took three that I've put in my pocket that you don't know about. She proceeds to <laughs> pat you down and search you, and she rips them up as well. Fine. Right, I'm going to go. Bye then. She gets back in her car. Um, as you're leaving, is there, you are allowed to notice one crucial bit on your way back. What do you spot? Um, um, it looks like maybe something that's um, a clue to what how it exploded. Are you okay? What is this? <laughs> um, what would be a sort of a man-made thing? Debris that looks like it was part of a part of a device. Okay. Where there we go. are you on your way home now? Oh yeah, I've got to go now, haven't I? You have. Officer Mackenzie is glaring at you. You assume she's glaring at you because she's still got her mirrored twat glasses on. So there you well, go. Well, I took a picture of her in her car before I left. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going on the conspiracy board or <laughs> yeah. in your private it's folder? It's going on the board. Jerry, I presume you're back in Bluesburg now. What's your plan of action? Uh, I'm going to go to the... Um, the I need to look at a phone book, don't I? Uh, yeah, right, I'm going to look up phone book for uh, lawyer um, establishments. Hamilton Law? Yeah, sure. It is um, across the road from Jimmy's Hardware Store. Over to Hamilton Law. Uh, it's a small independent office. Uh, there is the reception waiting area and the office office in the back there's some stairs going up from the hallway um but it looks like it's it's like a personal flat it's almost like aaron hamilton lives above his his office there okay. um there's an all of this you've managed to ascertain by peering through the window because there's a note on the door that reads closed until further notice mm. now uh, if you wanted to pick the lock you could test your grit mm. uh well i will first I will try ringing the number in the phone book in the nearest uh, phone booth um, to see if I can get an answer. I'm sorry, y'all. The number y'all's called has been disconnected. Have a nice day. Disconnected. Don't suggest he's upped and left. Um, yeah, okay, I'll try picking a lock. Grit. Five. Um, as you are picking the lock, you hear a car come up behind you. None other than super bitch Officer Mackenzie gets out. Um, what are you doing to that lock, sir? Do you have permission to enter that building? It doesn't look like this is your, your residence or your place of employment. Uh, sorry, 
sorry if it looked like I was doing anything untoward. I was just testing the door. Um, uh, Are you some sort of door inspector, sir? What's going on here? I was just trying, you know, I thought it was stuck or something. And then I noticed the note just as you pulled up um, that said, uh, my uh, dear friend Aaron was not not in at the moment. So, um, yeah, I was just about to turn around and leave, man. Well, I suggest you get on your way and I will be keeping an eye on you. What's your name? Wait, I know who uh, you are. You're, you're Jerry Borman. You solved that whole temperance okay. society thing. Yeah, yeah, you know who I am. Well, I was on desk duty. I got put on desk duty for being a total bitch. Couldn't possibly comment, man. But now that Deputy Montgomery got blown up, I'm allowed out because we're a short one officer now. They made anyone deputy in the meantime? Why, don't you think Deputy Montgomery's going to recover? Would you know any details about this case, sir? Are you trying to tell me that you have inside knowledge? He, I assume you will recover, but it will take time. So I was just wondering in the meantime if anyone else had been deputized. Sheriff Blunt hasn't mentioned it, although I obviously would be the first choice because I'm amazing. Well, um, cross my fingers for you. Well, thank you. Now move along. Otherwise, I may or may not tase you, depending on what's been invented. <laughs> I'm going to slowly shuffle off, sort of trying to keep a note of whether she like carries on driving or whether she's kind of hanging around, like why how she just happened to turn up at that particular moment. She drives slowly off in the direction of the sheriff's station. I'm going to go back to school. I think tension, excitement is is sort of building, is building. Um, and it's made worse when the Lower Granfeld High bus pulls up outside the gym and the Lower Granfeld team uh, get off. What's what's the atmosphere like? What are people doing? Um, well, there's a lot of hanging out windows and jeering. They see them. Lots of uh, empty threats and posturing going on from the lads. And are the girls <laughs> reacting favorably to are they fawning suitably or are they <laughs> Janice what's the <laughs> what's the reaction are you in my opinion are you weak at the knees no I uh... not you Sean you wouldn't be weak at the knees <laughs> <laughs> shopping them particularly take my fancy and um, hang around too near there there's going to be jocks there posturing as well so trying to sink off and be somewhere else what if there's a cute one on the opposing team and then your loyalties will divide it yeah there's, there's a couple of good looking ones but they also look like they're a bit young they look like they're freshmen so they're really good at sport but you know they've only just got a little bit of bum fluff and I'm 17 I don't want a 15 year old no well I can sympathise I like the older lady as well well <laughs> um, well there you go so preparations for the game are sort of um, sort of underway okay tension excitement the, the the atmosphere is getting palpably excited Tyler hi hi you get back to your house oh god um, <laughs> But Wesley isn't there. Yay! You notice that he's covered your conspiracy board in his own thoughts on oh, post-it notes. Um, you know, basically just agreeing with you and, and gushing. Um, but also, your your rough manuscript of your book is is on the sofa with a post-it note stuck to the front. All it says is, I read your book and had to go. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, that's intriguing. Um, is there any indication of why? No? no. Anything in the book? Any notes? 
it's anything underlined. No. No. Not at all. Well, I need I need to go out and find him now, okay. unfortunately. Where do you think he might have got I mean like what's the whole of Bluesburg is your is your oyster? Um hmm. Where would we go? I think it's gonna be one of the breweries. Okay. Uh I'm gonna to head to the old brewery. Okay. You're heading... read something in the book or something. Oh well, maybe, maybe. I mean he has mentioned your den that you're building with Sean. Maybe he's gone to try and find your den. Yeah, well maybe I'll go there first. Head that way. Jerry, at the appointed time, you're back at your shack. At the appointed time, Herbert Hooper arrives to share notes. Hi, Jerry. Ah, hi. Uh, Any luck at the uh, sheriff's office? Well, you tell me, how did it go with the deputy first? Because the sheriff's office was quite the experience. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, deputy's doing all right. It was good to see him. He was he was awake and talking and... Uh, oh, that's good. It's going to be a few weeks before he's uh, you know, back at home, but... Um, Did he say anything useful? Anything I could put in my article? I don't know. It was sort of strange. I mean, um, he was saying that uh, they went to the lawyer's place and that was all fine. And then uh, on the way back, um, I think, you know, Nathaniel just uh, been cooped up in his cell for, for so long. He just wanted to, uh, you know, see some sights or something. I don't know stare out the window for a bit um so uh the deputy was just sort of taking on a bit of a scenic drive around the town just so it could, oh that know. deputy montgomery he's such a nice he's, guy he's too nice yeah um so uh yeah no it just seems like an innocent sort of uh you know uh reason and and yeah the deputy doesn't know quite what uh what gonna happen really um you know wow, that's a that's a shame wait till you hear what happened at the sheriff's station now I couldn't see the sheriff um, they wouldn't see me which is weird because he was supposed to be talking to me but I did manage to get this recording from outside his office door before that fucking bitch officer McKenzie threw me out she kept threatening to maybe or maybe not taser me weird Herbert Hooper pulls out his dictaphone and he presses play you can clearly hear the sheriff's voice you were too slow damn it I had to take matters into my own hands of course it won't interfere this is entirely separate. What do you think that's about? Obviously I can't quote it in my article because he'll know it was me. Yeah. I bet uh, that snake McKenzie mm. told him straight away that I was hanging around. Any idea who he was talking to? I didn't get any names or anything. Mm. I mean it's mighty suspicious but I don't know. Can it really be linked? Seems too circumstantial. Hmm. Oh well. We'll have to think about this later. I gotta shoot. I'm going to the big game tonight. Are you going? Uh, yeah. I will be. Uh, I've always been a fan of college basketball. You used to play, didn't you? Oh, a long, long time ago, yeah. Those days are long behind me. <laughs> Still. Uh, the... By the way, just before you go, um, have you ever met uh, Aaron Hamilton, the uh, that lawyer? Well, I mean, I know of him. I, you know, I've had to talk to him a few times in the past about various cases. What's he like? Seems all right. I mean, he's big on his confidentiality. He wouldn't, you know, he won't give me much details most of the time. Yeah. Why do you ask? Oh, no, nothing. Just, uh, he was the lawyer that, uh, he was Nathaniel's lawyer. Um, I just wanted to try and see him earlier, but, uh, haven't managed to track him down yet. Mm, okay. Well, maybe I'll add him to my list of people to talk to. Mm. Seems like a good idea. Um, okay. Cool. See you All right, I'll see you at the game. Bye. Bye. He drives off.
we're getting closer to game time. Sean, how are you feeling? Um, yeah. Good. <laughs> I'm just trying to work out which I feel nervous. Maybe a bit nervous, but um, I'm sort of absorbing all the energy going on because it's a home game as well. I've got all the crowd supporting me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Are we in the locker room yet? Are we having like a lad talk? You're, we're probably in locker room sort of final prep sort of situation. They're probably doing one of those motivational speeches and then we all put our hands in the middle yeah, one of those. Whatever the sports equivalent of a show circle is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Just that. Yeah. Janice, you, presumably you're at the game. Whereabouts are you sat? So, Sammy wants us to sit right by the front. We didn't quite manage the front, so we're two rows back from behind the eels. And she's you know, trying to sort of on the edge of her seat, where I just see Trent and cheer him on. Excellent. But we've got good seats for once, which is quite good. I'm not going to complain about being so close to the front for a change because we should be up right at the back. Excellent. You, you, you're scanning the the gym. Obviously, the bleachers are packed with excited spectators. You catch a sight of your dad, Herb Hooper. He gives you a little wave. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wave back. Get a, a huge enthusiastic wave. Nice. Jerry. I'm not kid anymore. Just like a <laughs> Bye. Now don't talk to me. <laughs> and then just yeah. never make eye, eye contact again. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a casual acknowledgement and a smile that he's there, and then we both carry on with what we're doing. Jerry, where have you managed to seat yourself? Uh, at the very back at the top of the bleachers. Just, just yeah, far away. Cool, cool. Tyler, have you gone to the game? Well, I was on my way to the brewery. Are you going? You're going to the brewery. Uh, where, where is it in, in terms of the map? Would I have been seeing crowds? And... You would be seeing, yeah, you'd be seeing crowds heading that way to the well, school. Uh, yeah, okay, well, I'm just going to go and see what's going on. Where? At the school. At the school. Okay, so you're going. Everyone's at the game. Now, obviously, the, the cheerleaders are doing their routine, doing the cheering and the leading, and suddenly the principal gets up to the podium. Uh, Sean, obviously, you're in the locker room. So, Janice, who, who's the principal of the school? It's uh, there's an older guy from 50s, a little bit overweight. His name is Principal Sloan. And how, you know, what is he well liked at the school? Is he a hard ass? What what kind, you know? He tries Everybody's friend. He's one of those. So he's he tries to be supportive, nice. Um, some of the cooler kids and the jockey kids make fun of him, and he's occasionally the target of practical jokes. And he's he's not hated. It's the the vice principal that everyone hates. He's the real. Uh, he's the one nobody likes. Right. Uh, settle down now. Settle down now. He he says. Uh, the crowd <laughs> settles down now. Before our heroic young men uh, take on the lower Granfields Elks, uh, we just have a few messages from some of the local town's folk. Um, first up, Scarlet Mayo comes to the podium. Well, hi there, everybody. I'm just mighty sorry that my husband, Mayor Mayo, couldn't make it tonight. He was uh, in a meeting with the sheriff, um, and, you know, because of this important tragedy that's gone on, that had to take precedence. But I just know that our young, handsome, fit, rippling, muscled basketball players are going to do us proud tonight. Go in! Eels. Woo! 
the crowd bursts into um, sort of slightly creeped out applause there. Um, Principal Sloane goes up. And uh, finally, before the match commences, um, we have a word from one of our sponsors. And uh, a lady takes the podium. It's Pamela Weston from the Fun Palace. Hello there, students of uh, Bluesburg. I'd just like to say that the Fun Palace is um, extremely pleased to be sponsoring this match between Bluesburg and Lower Granfeld. And if everybody looks under their seats, you will find one free ticket for a game of your choice at the Bluesburg Fun Palace. Looking forward to seeing you all there. Go Eels! And then, to tumultuous applause, the players run out of the locker room. And the match begins. Unfortunately, for the first half, Bluesburg aren't doing so well. Obviously, you know, we've got Richard up front, Sean's up front, Trent is uh, hes in the middle somewhere, Ed's on the bench. Um, Sean, can you just describe some, some plays? Why isn't it going so well? Um, well, we have been practicing really hard and we're a pretty good team for our level and our district. Um, and we kind of thought we had this in the bag, but they seem to know our plays. That's what we think. They they are stopping, you know, our, our greatest players there. But, you know, in the blink of an eye, the half-time whistle bell thing, siren, <laughs> klaxon has gone. Um, and the coach brings the team in for, for a little pep talk. Sean, who, who's the coach? Um, coach Carter. Cool. You know, is he, is he liked? Is he is he nice? What's his deal? Um, He is an ex-professional, and Ooh. so he has instant respect from all the players um he's quite hard line and he doesn't take any nonsense so we complain about it a lot but um he's he's very good and we all respect for it now guys i'll be the first to admit this game isn't going the way we want it now it's nobody's fault it's just bad luck they seem to be in every empty space they seem to be intercepting every single pass now what i'm about to suggest guys might seem a bit radical it might seem a bit out there <laughs> but i say we put ed on the pitch who's with me stunned silent well it doesn't matter what what you think because we're doing it. Daniels, go put your shoes on <laughs> because it's, it's time to play. Oh my God, really coach? Gee, like, wow. I finally get to be part of the team. I knew my time was coming. Ed gets ready. How? What's the mood like in the lock with the rest of the team, Sean? <laughs> replacing for a start um to be fair no one has any expectations from ed i think the lower granfeld elks will just allow the extra player <laughs> <laughs> Confident. I like their energy. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> the cheerleaders finish their halftime routine. The timer starts. Ed struts onto the court like a total boss. Somehow, even with his arm in a cast, he intercepts every pass. He shoots every hoop. Seconds before the clock times out, he does a backflip over the opposition and reverse slam dunks it, giving Bluesburg the victory. The whole auditorium goes wild with excitement, surprise, disbelief.
When you guys get back to the changing rooms and ask Ed what the hell's going on, he just shrugs and says, I just had a change of fortune. To be continued.